Passports, please. I have a banana. <laughs> My whole weekend is ruined. <laughs> hung him for 28 days. Leader <laughs> of Britain. Destroyer of the NHS. <laughs> Should I kill myself? And um... I can only get jobs when they can't see my face. <laughs> Japan has a problem. Mm. It does. Hundreds of thousands of young men who lock themselves away in their bedrooms, sometimes not leaving their homes for decades. They're known as hikikomori, people who have completely withdrawn from society. I was so unhappy. I cried every day, blamed my parents. I felt completely lost. I felt angry at myself, angry at society, like there was nothing I could do. It's a condition without a proper medical diagnosis or a standard course of treatment. Once he smashed the window, another time he punched my wife and broke her ribs. But there is something that seems to be helping. Going outside? No, what do you think it is, Steve? Something that's helping yeah. people leave their house. Something that's helping... Better um, public transport. Young, uh, so, uh, it's young men, it's usually young men, there's women as well, but usually young men, between the ages of 18 and 35. Okay. Locked inside their rooms, usually usually under their parents' care, or somehow earning money. You said, like, they might not be living with their parents, but they're inside an apartment, they never leave it. Okay. But I think the majority is with their parents. How do, How would you, how would you solve that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Okay. I... Ayako is a rental sister. She rental and Atsuko sister. are part of a specialised group of women Not available like for hire who are getting paid to help Japan's most reclusive young men get out of their bedrooms and back into society. Come outside. It's just... <laughs> You, you rent a person, <laughs> a sister, to tell you to get up. Rent a person just to be to be a sister. Strange. Although that's I, what I, sisters will do to you, man. <laughs> I've been here for ten this. years, but fuck this. <laughs> no, like I think I, I, I do understand it. I just find it. I just find it quite interesting because it's a weird. Apparently, You're going deep on like Eastern weird culture. Like last week, from was, hand jobs to <laughs> isolation. <laughs> It's like Koreans voluntarily yeah. going to prison. Yeah. Now it's Japanese people hiring siblings. Yeah, Thai as well and everything. <laughs> like I said, I need to find out if the East can defeat me. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Japan's. Uh, I've, I've went to Japan. I found it quite interesting. I'm not sure if I'd go back. That's, that's, that sounds negative, doesn't it? Yeah. But it was just a long trip. And it was just like one of those where I just went went like a long flight. Trip. Yeah, it was like a 24 yeah. hour flight. And it was just like, oh, I was fine. They walked around some nice temples. Um, but, like, yeah, it just got a bit weird. We got, it was very strange because I didn't know the language. I think that was the big thing. It was a definite war between me and the experience. Yeah. Because I just couldn't talk to people. Yeah. But, like, children would come up to me and point and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, like, with everything you've told me about that place, it's like, it seems like that place. That place. Not, not, in <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, not in a yeah. bad way, but just in a. It's weird that you can do that kind of way. Like, we, we're so used to people kicking off about racism and stuff over here, but they'll mm. openly, like, point and laugh at tall white people. Well, I don't. I think you've got to remember, like, this was, I think, 2009, 2010. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels like kind of long enough ago before all this ridiculousness. Yeah. Before the, like, white 
before the uh, white privilege-y, yeah. racism-y, out-cool-y the evil culture. of the straight white man. Well, I think, I was listening to a Bo Burnham interview, and he was like, if I did my stuff today, I don't think I'd be noticed, and they wouldn't have accepted. Oh, like, no. My stuff wouldn't have gotten through it. And you go, Bo Burnham, this, like, very talented guy, really yeah. awesome shows. Um, a little bit cheeky. I wouldn't say they're incredibly offensive no. or incredibly racist or even no. a little bit or even at all racist. Yeah. So it's kind of got like He'd even him like who's like en- public enemy number one of the LGBTQR <laughs> plus community. Yeah. Well, it's, well uh, I think uh, on one of Joe Rogan's podcasts, he said that he watched Ace Venture, a pet detective with his kids recently. And he was like, he didn't realize how transphobic it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's from like the 90s. Yeah. I guess, like, I think it's around 1990, 92, something like that. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, they find out that someone in the precinct is, is a transsexual, so they all vomit, you know, and scratch their faces to kind of get all the trans germs off of them. Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's because yeah. all of these straight people had made out with a dude. Why is that a problem? <laughs> But yeah, like Finkel is Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. He burns all his clothes. <laughs> why? Because why he touched a transsexual. Oh no, yeah, because it's but, an but, overreaction. But it's the like it, it's seen through the lens of now. Yeah, it would be seen differently. Yeah, and I think that that I think this is way more recent than I think we even realised. Like I say, like twenty ten you know, when I was in Japan and getting getting you know racially profiled and laughed at, which I took with a plum. I don't know what a plum means, but it sounds right. Yeah. Um, uh, it's probably Nick the same over plum. here. Yeah, it was probably the same going on over here. Just like, it was only like, you know, nine years ago, people were just like different. I don't Not think much. we were pointing and laughing at black people in the street oh, ten I years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I was working in London and like, I would always get profiled as the tour guide by people. I don't know why. They'd see me and go, he knows the, the land. It's They'd safe come and ask because they the can always see you. Yeah. <laughs> People will see this stranger attacking me. If, uh, <laughs> if well, like in other places, you get tour guides giving people... Like they, when they're guiding people around streets in Am- Amsterdam, the tour guide always has like a flag they hold up in <laughs> the air. head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <it is>. Follow me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Japan's quite interesting. But I think they go on about how there's like estimated around a million people who are who haven't left their room for a, around a decade are there that many people in japan like that's that's a sizable yeah. portion of the population right yeah i think yeah i'd say so. well tokyo is massive yeah like i thought tokyo was like a city but tokyo felt like i mean it's got like five provinces yeah so it felt like at least greater london yeah. Like, not just, like, London, but all the surrounding areas. So it's a big place. Well, like, 1% of our population is about 70,000 people. So, like, a million people in Japan, that's got to be a lot. Mm. 1%. Why 1%? That's of our population. So, like, our population is around about 70 million. Yeah. But why 1%? Is, it, is Japan 1% of UK? What? No, 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 no. I was just like, I, I would, I would, I, I was just saying one percent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like one, I, I, I would, I would imagine that a million is a sizable percentage of Japan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's a right. weird okay. number, right. considering okay. that you've got a massive fucking population crisis yeah, over like there. Twenty percent anyway. or thirty percent or something like that. Yeah. Could be crazy. Like, well, uh, they put it down to a few different things. They say one Japanese culture is very much. Um, 
if your off if your family does not achieve what you think they should achieve, it is something to be ashamed of and hidden away. Yeah. So um, there's one that means there's a lot more pressure from parents, which apparently one of the causes for this, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. Um. Uh. So added pressure, so more chances to crack. And um, if they do have it, then no treatment is sorted and they're not often put on record because family would rather just forget about it. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to deal with this. I I imagine, uh, like, as much as there might be a stigma still going on over here about mental health and Mm. everything, I imagine in Japan it is probably a lot worse because they do have that whole history of, like, the honor system and everything. Well, no, just everywhere. I mean, there was a guy in... I don't know what country it was, but it was one of those... Middle East countries, where a uh, a news report, a journalist is serving like a year's hard labor mm. because he interviewed a homosexual. Oh, right. one year's hard labor. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's going to be weird, well, different is, stigmas everywhere. There's there there's a girl that got granted um, asylum in Thailand, I think it was, uh, a couple of weeks ago, because she denounced her faith and left the country. And her family tried to have her bought back so they could have her killed. <laughs> we'll give you, I don't know, 500 euro. <laughs> <laughs> so you can come back and... Like, yeah, th- there's definitely some kind of like arse backwards kind of fucking deep-seated shit going on and people elsewhere. Are just, people are just stupid. I used to think like, you know, most people are stupid. But I think that it's more than most. Do you know what I mean? I think there's everybody is stupid. Then you've got like some people... I'm going to drive my car in space. All right, Elon, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Like they're doing their thing, but everyone is as stupid. I mean, I've started um uh I've been playing guitar a little bit more, and I've noticed that when I'm really trying to learn something, sometimes I'll just forget what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I'll be in the middle of musical rhythm and then just <laughs> I've just forgotten what the rest of this is. <laughs> you know, or I'll start thinking about something else and forget I'll just forget what a guitar is. And yeah, just be like, "Oh, all right." And then I'll have to go. It my my brain just like emptied out. Yeah. Okay. And, oh yeah. And now I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> and then can carry on. But like the next chord was lost. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. So like, I I'm doing it from memory. Yeah. But like yeah, it's just not there anymore. So I just did something else for a bit. And like, oh, it's back. Okay. Cool. Then go do that. I wonder if that's something to do with starting a new part of the song, right? Because I was so I I mm. I read this um. Uh, the, this thing on on, you know like when you walk into a room and you forget why you've walked in there Mm. well so apparently like entering and exiting different spaces is like your your brain does like a a dump of it's like short term memory in order (laughs) to take in all of the new shit that's suddenly become around it like it scans the environment and everything and it's it's a it's it's an instinctive thing so you can check for danger and all of that shit but we don't have danger anymore so we just wander in looking for our keys and then forget that we're looking for our keys mm. like it's it, it's 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 a weird kind of um dumps your short term memory that seems strange and it's it's to do with what it's to do with entering new spaces walking through doorways so like maybe if you're playing guitar and you do that and you and you slip into a new part of the song which is another chunk that you've memorized then you forget everything else that you've been doing around it yeah, maybe 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 i'm talking out my ass but it's like, weird memory it seems to like, link. when someone told me about deja vu uh, they made it say made sense to me and ever since then i've kind of been concerned because <laughs> like this deja vu is like the feeling that you've done something before yeah and apparently the, the the information that was given to me that i kind of make sense of 
is it's when your brain is subconsciously storing something in long-term memory. Yes, it's and it just something kind transferring. Of, it kind of uh, vacuums some of the what's going on right now from yeah. your short-term memory in with it. <laughs> and because I worked in customer service, like waiting tables, it whenever I was thinking the most violent thoughts, that's when I'd get deja vu. <laughs> And I would just be like, oh my God, now that's part of my soul. You know, I'd be like, oh. Um, it all makes sense. Yeah, like, oh, I'm just going to crush this person's jaw just this, with the, all my rage forcing through my fit. Oh my God, deja vu. Well, that's just a deep seated inside me now. I've murdered you before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of makes sense memory wise. And that it kind of makes sense short term, like dumping it to keep room but there's so much bollocks that i think we kind of just go yeah <laughs> you know you just got that that makes a little bit of hypothetical sense yeah and before we kind of think about the but like the does it actually make sense you go no but in theory that's so it's just fine. it it's all I, i'm i'm sure there's someone someone out there that could talk more highly of it but mm. to us at least it's all yeah. theory like yeah. we don't know you you have to rationalize it in a way so you can stop thinking but about it but it's kind it. of like a hard drive it's like oh you got to make, make make some room on your hard drive so that you can download yeah. more well maybe but mem- all right but that that's the weird thing apparently memory is just limitless yeah it was like, liquid apparently yeah there's no part of your brain where it's kept it's just kept in like it's a just, it just shaving is. foam yeah or something like that. <laughs> yeah what was the other thing i haven't forgotten might have Japan, oh yeah, loads rooms. of people keep on telling me to do keto, which I tr- which is a diet where you don't eat any carbohydrates. What did you do before? I tried it. I tried to try it before. Oh, right. Okay. I tried but a few different things. And but your doctor said the stop same, doing that. Yeah, nutritionists, specialists, anyone who works at a hospital goes, no, because uh, it's stupid. But it's the same kind of logic where you go, the idea is there's two types of fuel. There's carbs and there's fats. Um, because if you're st- you won't starve to death if you've got fat stored, so just remove all carbs and then you'll just burn fat, and so that will burn up all your fat. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you go, I that makes logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, and because the way fats work, um, your body is easy is more easily um, satisfied. Uh, its hunger is more easily satisfied when you have fats and stuff like that because there's more nutrients, lots of nutrients in there and it's just yeah, lubricating and all these whatever words. Yeah. But you fill up quicker on fats. So they go, yeah, it's kind of making sense. Yeah. And you go like, well, you know, I think but it's Joe just... Joe Rogan swears by it. No. No? No, not anymore. Oh, is it? When did that change? I don't know. But uh, yeah, this, uh, the the thing the thing at the moment, which is which I've been trying for a little while, it kind of makes a lot of sense. getting into a state of ketosis and... Yeah, not for a while. Maybe he still is, but not for a while. At the moment, yeah. it's uh, fasting. Intermittent fasting. Which um, is... Circadian rhythm. Which right. Is the, which, one, which is one better. I'm just, I'm just better than you. Uh, you got so you got intermittent fasting kind of or controlled window fasting. Right. Which is you just set a section of the you day. You eat for eight hours a day. Yeah, not or 12. Solidly. But there, where there's a window of the day where you go, this is when I start eating and this is when I stop. Yeah. And I kind of go, and there's science or stuff about that. It's like, well, when you first eat, your body starts its shift. And you go, stop anthropomorphizing <laughs> life. <laughs> the same with the memories. I was a hard drive. No, that's not anthropomorphizing or digitomorphizing. Digitizing. 
Digimon, digital <laughs> monsters. Or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, this thing with uh, intermittent fasting was like, yeah, you start and you end. But to be honest, I think all of it just comes down to making conscious decisions. Yeah. That's what it boils down to is just making the right, uh, actually making conscious decisions about things. And uh, circadian rhythm is... Um, I think it's circadian over here. Okay. No, I've heard it, but it's, I, I, it's I've, I've always heard it to do with like sleep patterns and stuff. Calcanine. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so circadian or circadian rhythm is um, just a, a timer when you start eating at the, the time of day. So the idea is that your digestive system starts when you ingest and can only do that shift for so long and then it starts to run out of stored hormones, etc., enzymes, yakult, um, before it starts to run out and it can't digest as much. So it's like, just when you eat in the morning, st- don't eat before you go to sleep because that's too long a shift. Yeah. So it's like, eat for eight hours or 12 hours, but it's timed when you start. So I've just been trying that. But, it, but really, yeah, it all comes down to just making conscious decisions yeah. of like, I am going to eat this now why because i'm hungry or because i'm doing it out of habit yeah and you go well only eat when you're hungry and that is essentially what all doctors say yeah eat when your body is asking you nicely to eat <laughs> please don't eat when there's food yeah doesn't make sense yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eat when you're hungry yeah if you're not hungry don't eat yeah well, <laughs> stab re- yourself if you need to <laughs> if you don't need to stab yourself don't stab yourself <laughs> they, they reckon um I I, uh, I I heard this thing that was uh, that, that said a big reason why a lot of the, like obesity rates are through the roof is because we were all taught as a habit when we were younger to leave to to clean our plates, like <laughs> to 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 eat everything on the plate because if you don't, it's a waste. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure than, they were told that during the Blitz. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but like it's it's but but uh, they didn't have as much food in the Blitz. So our portion yeah. size has gone up, but we've still stuck by that rule. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure that's part of it. I think it goes hand in hand with uh, portion size being insane. Mm. Like uh, uh, an adult male's portion size is a happy meal. Yeah, yeah. But that, if you were got given that, you'd be like, what is oh, this? I, would do, I want four Big Macs. Yeah, well, not, not even that, but I need a large fries. Yeah. I need a large drink that can't be water. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm slowly giving up fizzy drinks. And a bunch of other Are stuff. You? Yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got one right now. <laughs> but it's because it's one of those things. It's, uh, again, it's conscious decision making. And as I, because I've been detoxing for quite a while and it's starting to feel less toxic. Yeah. Less tox. Mm. Doxed. Um, uh, yeah, I just uh, feel, uh, I can feel myself starting to lean into um, uh, old crutches. And it's just like, well, just take the lesser of the two evils so you'd be like it's just being more organized like oh if you really fancy some fast food but you'll be equally satisfied by a red bull yeah eh, right now have a red bull yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, while it while one may be worse than the other and it's like that was like yeah but it's one of those things where i mean when i was properly in uh in training at uni and stuff um like friends would go out for a chinese i'd be like oh god all right i, I, I wasn't tempted but like i'll come i'll just have a plain rice half a plain rice Mm. and that'll do me so I'd just be walking around town with a and box you were of broke rice. yeah but that wasn't the <laughs> reason it no, was no, just no. like no, it's, just, it's not the reason it, yeah. again it's 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 habit even yeah. when I'm broke I'll still find an excuse to buy 
<laughs> stupid amount of food. <laughs> well, I think it's, yeah, it's just if it's instead of go, if I'm going off of bad food, yeah, but then I'll be like, right, well, I'll, I'll ease out of it by eating lots of healthy food, yeah, and then you've replaced like um i've said to people about if they want to quit smoking then vaping's quite good and mm. there's so many people who are like i don't want to replace one addiction with another addiction why not but that's just the mindset is that it's all or nothing yeah and you go like well no what but, but are you going to quit no yeah exactly but but it's also yeah but i won't quit if i've got another if i've got a new addiction and you go okay but it is better for you to be addicted to this than to this and you'll get the same response you'll just yeah. it's cheaper you know there, there are more benefits to vaping than there are to smoking yeah there's more benefits to not vaping than there is to vaping but it's like there's a middle ground there where you go like instead of instead of standing on your ledge stubbornly be like okay well i'll replace it with this so replace bad eating uh, eating junk food with eating too much healthy food because mm. eating too much healthy food isn't good but it's not as bad as uh, eating loads of junk food just mentally you yeah. Go, okay. And then once you get to that point, then it's easier to jump from that stone to that stone, from that stone to that stone, etc. Um. So yeah, I've slowly been cutting out the fizzy drinks. Something, something, something. No idea how I got here. Did I just walk in this room? Digital uh, files, Digimon habit, digital monsters stuff, habits. Mm. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to that. These young women don't have any formal medical qualifications, That's good. That's but true. families pay about 100,000 yen a month for weekly, hour-long visits. That's just under $900. Their job is to try to coax the hikikomori out of isolation and back into regular life. Coax. Come outside. Costs as much to rent a sister as it does to rent a flat. <laughs> Ironically. <Yeah. laughs> just stop paying for the flat. No, nah, well, you You'll know. go outside then. <laughs> Yeah, but they've been violent, as you've seen. Oh. So, Jen, I mean, the, I mean, well, I, had, I had my own little things about, oh, you know, tough love would be the right answer here. And you'd be like, stop, you know, mollycoddling these people. I assumed you'd have that reaction. Mm. You haven't had as strong a reaction as that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a mental health thing. And you go like, yeah. I mean, one of the things that this per that, because um, it was like a 10 minute long video. Um uh, like this reporter went around and saw people who've recently moved out but don't go out of their apartment on their own. Like they'll go out with the sister and do stuff, but they can't hold down jobs and that. And one of the guys was like, well, you know, Japan's really rough on weak people. Like it does has no time for them. And yeah. that kind of pushes those kind of people further away. And you go like, well, you know, you has to be, you get to that point where do you want to be too harsh or do you want to be too mothering? Because you go like, how are these people earning money? You know, they're, they're, if they can't hold down jobs and they've got apartments and stuff, they're either um, getting money from family or getting uh, money from some other kind of source, whether it be government subsidies or, or anything like that. And um, how much time do you invest? How much money do you invest in these people if they're being so difficult that they're likely going to um, struggle to succeed? Or do you just say no? And then what happens then? Well, you get a bunch of homeless people. I mean, they've got, they've got yeah. I think, 10,000 homeless people, something like that in Japan. Mm. And they've got a million, hic- hic- I forget what it's called. Uh, but Home these people. people. Yeah. <laughs> Homely? <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, you could replace, the, all, you, all you would do is replace that problem with another problem. Yeah. Whether it would be more violence because there's people breaking wife's ribs or, uh, yeah, homelessness and people well, having. If all you wanted to if all you felt was I'd need to get inside like it would become desperation at some point mm. and you would 
you 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 wouldn't function. Yeah, and you just go. That's just part of life. Like it's, um, what there's this. Uh, there is a certain attitude of people that you need to build your own success, and you should only depend on yourself, and you should only do this, and you go like, yeah, totally agree. Um, but <laughs> someone pointed out to me recently that those um, people usually say that aren't the most successful people in the world. No, they're like doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but they're doing average, but then average people. need a balance of both. I think the, I, th- I think the most well-balanced people are the ones who um, aren't afraid to ask for help, but only do it if they have to. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's just one of the... I mean, it's the same thing of, like, timing. I think they're part of life where you... There are people who will have to... Who will... There are people who will always be um, dependent on yeah. others. Yeah, I think no matter what. I mean, there are people who are too close to their siblings, people too close to their parents. You know, they're like hanging on every word and, you know, always doing... Have you ever seen like a... I mean, I'm very close to my mum, but it's not like creepy in any way. I know people who are like incredibly attached to their parents. Yeah. Where like, you know, uh, mother and daughter go to the salon and get bikini waxes together. Yeah. And, you know, they're like two peas in a pod completely. That's probably great, but they're not independent of each other anymore. So I think there's, whether it's good or bad, I think there's going to be people who are always going to be dependent on others in some way. That's always made out to be the single parent thing where you're, you're a single parent and you become more of a friend to your child than you do an actual parent. Hmm. Yeah, there is that. Um, I didn't need a dad; I needed a father. That was like one of the quotes from some Nirvana song or something oh, right, like that. Okay. Where, where it's like, uh, yeah, the difference in parenting techniques. Some people want to be their friend. Some people want to be the Victorian authoritarian father. Yeah, and you kind of go, well, you just kind of got to figure out what how it works. I mean, I'm the same with my dog, and dogs are the same as kids. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, when you tell her, I have to tell her off every now and then. You like. I know that you're just happy. Yeah. And you can't be happy right now. <laughs> you know, like, you're so happy, you're, like, spinning around my legs. Yeah. And I'm trying to walk, and you need to learn that you can't be this happy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking, and it's not just for my benefit, because I can stay here and enjoy your happiness. For your safety. Yeah, and run into somebody road or else. Get kicked or, yeah, or somebody yeah. comes in the house and doesn't know what they're doing. A child, yeah. you know, walks into them stuff like that. So you just have to be like, stop being so happy, and just <laughs> this is how it goes. See, but there's you know, afterwards you're like, I don't want to be that authority, that you know, that authority figure. Um, yeah. So it's just like, no, I just don't want to do it. So I think there'll always be um, st- people will always figure weird ways to either be too close or too distant. It's a fucking life. You're never going to get it completely right. Yeah, but I do think I understand. I think I do understand why. Well, why do you think it's a, a rent a sister, and not rent a friend or rent a? Because it seems to. Because there are there is rent a brothers. Yeah. Um. I think in the story, uh, one rent a sister who helped one of these men in need. They they're now married, and he's a rent a brother, and she's a rent a sister, and they're like. Well, that's incest. Oh God. Japan. Rent incest. <laughs> yeah. And they go like, oh, you know, people say that these withdrawn people are crazy. Neg- so <laughs> one of the things, I forgot to get that part of the segment, but one of the bits it goes, um, some people even say this kind of behavior is um, the, uh, the the preface for, for a criminal. A criminal? What? He's robbed a bank. Well, he's probably at home now. 
<laughs> He's not a good criminal, is he? No. <laughs> Got to get back. Oh, Got to get back. Yeah, with a sack over his shoulder. Yeah. Like, Where's he going to be? Well, he's going to be in his fucking flat. So... Yeah, just there. We found him. Uh, so there's a lot of negative, as we've explored. David, like, it's the police. Come out. No. <laughs> Get my sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, as we've discussed, there's certain negative aspects towards these people who need help. And you got like people look at them negatively. And she, uh, the woman who married uh, a, a, one of these guys said, um, you know, yeah, they're more patient people. It's just a different person. Yeah. They've got better respect for human contacts. They value it more because they recognize the amount given to them to get them out of their funk or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think, yeah. So why do you think it's a sibling? Because there's women, it feels like it's rent a sister for men and rent a brother for women. I haven't confirmed that. But that's what it felt like from the video. Um, I don't know. The the only, th- like, I think, I, th- I think for a guy, it might be more important that it's, that, that it's a woman. Mm. Um, not for not for like any sexual reasons or anything like that. But no, just, we're just uh, easier to open up. Yeah, not more. Like, e- it's easier to be closed down around a stranger who's a male. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be because as open. there's well, the, the, biologically doable, at but... least there's a constant sense of kind of competition between men that you don't know. Oh, I'm going to open up more than you. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it has to be a sister because if it's if it's you can't have rent a mother because that might that, that's that's a whole completely different relationship altogether <laughs> yeah you don't want to breastfeed out in public <laughs> it doesn't really get that far no well i don't I've, I've been thinking well it's my theory when it comes to when helping people and i think I, one of the things i've considered which is enough um considered being a better person and well, as long as i've considered it i don't have to do it no 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 um but I've like thought about it I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, I, I think I'm a, a good person to for people who are struggling to kind of reach out to. Yeah. So I think uh, I might try and be a bit more altruistic like that and be a bit more like one of those people be like, hey, man, if ever you need a place to crash to complete strangers on Facebook statuses or something yeah. like that, I might do something nice like that. Yeah. Uh, but I think one of the, one of the things that I've always found helped uh, helps people is to remove all authority out of the situation. Yeah. So most people will be angry at a, a partner because they feel like they're being controlled or manipulated or they're being limited. And it's that kind of someone holding something over you. As soon as I think you bring someone onto an equal level, I used to do it with teachers at school. They'd be angry at me trying to give me detention. And I'd talk to them as if they were my equal. Yeah. And then we'd be having a laugh. <laughs> making stupid jokes about, you know, school uniform being stupid or whatever. Or, Have yeah. you seen this teacher doing this? Whatever. As, as soon as it goes, as soon as they break down that barrier of like, I am, you should, you, you're late for class. Yeah, but mate, did you see fucking X-Files last night? It was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, I did see it. As soon as you break that wall, they're like, oh, it's, it's just, it's just kind of down. So I think the thing with the sibling is there's no hierarchy. You, the, the whole, it, like, you can't be a prostitute or it can't be a, um, it can't be a prostitute, I guess was basically what I'm saying. Because then, it, again, it involves some kind of weird power dynamic and they're not yeah. really a, a different type of relationship. Like, this is... He's not paying her for help. Like, so he's not her boss. You know, it's just kind of an equal footing. So there's nothing... For, like, what are you angry about? You can't rebel against me because all you'd be doing is fucking over somebody who's in a similar situation to you. Yeah. So all the any anger you've got against authority, that you can't be used against the, the sister... 
You know, it's just someone to talk to on an equal plane. And uh, one of the things, uh, like, because the, obviously these people are very um, uh, isolated. So this one, one, one renter sister said, yeah, this person won't talk to me or anything, but I'll write letters and slide them under his door. And sometimes he'll write a letter and slide it back. Mm. And it's just communicating with somebody on an equal level. And I think that that kind of, I think that alleviates a lot more than I think people realise. And yeah. people are always trying to get ahead or, you know, try and, I'm fine. It's like, nice. Don't worry. Everyone freaks out. Everyone gets weirded out. Everyone gets attacked by a small Thai person who tries to give him a hand job at a, <laughs> at a place. Yeah, everyone wants to go to prison for a holiday. You know. Yeah, everything's every everyone's the same. Everybody's stupid, and it's just like you're just trying to get through life, mate. So just yeah, stop trying to. If you, you've got your head filled with something huge, it's like nah, it's just it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you might be dead tomorrow. That's what yeah. who cares. So it's all fine. So yeah, I thought that was just quite interesting. Yeah, just, um, yeah. One that it's uh, such a big problem because I think it's one of the things that's growing everywhere. Like, um, I think it's easier and easier to stay isolated in a room or yeah. to not go out. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, I'm thinking more and more about um, doing videos and stuff like that. And you just got to start thinking about it. You go, it's so much easier. It's so much, it's potentially much more efficient to perform videos and upload them than to go to do performance in a show. Mm. You should do both. Yeah. Because they feed each other. But just think about, you go to a comedy night, you perform to, say, 100 people, and it goes really well. That's brilliant. But if you upload a video, that can that can reach 100 people in 30 seconds. Yeah. And can reach more and more as time goes on and yeah. increase and increase. It depends why you're doing it. Yeah. Like, because if you're doing it to make money, the chances are it's not going to work too well. But the, well, which depends. is where the, you you use the one to feed the other kind of thing. Yeah, well, it's just if if it's just a documentation of an art of an artist's journey, <laughs> then it might be fine. You know, it's, yeah. but it's one of those things where you go like, yeah, I think um, there's a there's a couple of uh, comedians I follow, Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky, and they're slowly entering more of a YouTube domain. And they were speaking with um, H3H3, which is like another mm, yeah. married couple do podcasts and online content. And um, yeah, they were saying like, it's insane how big your audience becomes and how much more effort you have to put into the online world than the comedy world. And the comedy world's not like a thing you go easy. It's like, it's no. really big and everywhere. And they go like, yeah, it's just a different beast. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it reaches a much broader audience. But the problem is you need to become a seasoned veteran before you can kind of yeah. do all that kind of stuff and work through it. So it's just been uh, something interesting. So I think more people can become more isolated. And as time goes on, we'll probably be less and less going out and doing stuff. So, yeah, it seemed like an interesting thing that, oh, just your sister might be able to help. Yeah. And if you can't, well, someone pretending to be <laughs> might be all right. Right. I've got no laptop this week, Steve. Oh, right. Why is um, that? I tried to be, you know, I've always thought that, one, falling asleep with your laptop on uh, get res- w- would result in worse sleep. I've proven that to myself a few times. Where, But then I've also found benefits of it because white noise is quite nice. Mm. You know, I sleep with a dog in the room and if she's walking around claws on wooden floor, tap, yeah. tap, 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 tap. You know, like, right. now I understand why I had something playing. So I couldn't hear that or the bin men arriving or w- all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I decided, um, you know, I'm not going to not gonna bring my laptop up to my room tonight. I'm going to leave it downstairs and I'm going to sleep in silence. I kind of came down there. It killed itself. <laughs> what? It, the battery no longer works. Because uh. I left it alone for a day. 
Have you ever been so clingy? You tried buying it a sister. (laughs) (laughs) I've sent it to Japan. I bought you an iPad. First to South Korea to prison, (laughs) and then then hop over to Japan and and sort something out. But yeah, it fucking killed itself, so I need to try and take that apart and replace that. But I was like, that's a big bunch of hassle. Change your battery on an iMac? Yeah. I don't mean you, but I I mean, like, is it not just take it out and then shove a new one in? Yeah. Yeah. Is that all it is? Just a battery? I believe so. I've diagnosed a load of other stuff with it, and it's like, no, yeah, it's just the battery doesn't conduct electricity very well anymore. Uh, so I need to test the individual yeah. battery first. It's gotten on, though. Like, you've had it for a few years now. Yeah, a few years. But, uh, yeah, it's just that decided to die, so now I've got to live without it, mm. which is strange. Um, but, yeah, soon as, whenever you start to put your life together, there's always people who try and pull you back in. Yep. Mine just happened to be a laptop. Huh. Um, but in the news, um, an alpaca. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah, went to an optician's. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> no more on that? No, yeah, in France. Um, yeah, uh, an alpaca just went into an optician's, walked around for half an hour, and um, everyone panicked, <laughs> as you would. Wild animal, alpaca. What, was it very calm? Uh, yeah, it? seemingly quite calm, but just browsing the frame. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, bifocals, horn rim. <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, but yeah, people freaked out, um, obviously, and uh, locked it inside. Which that'll help. Well, this was, that was my response, and then the, and then you think, well, if it did freak out, you don't want it running into the road, not for its sake, but like causing car accidents and pedestrians children i don't yeah. know don't want to get stampeded by a uh, by an alpaca i mean oh, would you uh a single alpaca yeah. i feel like i could dodge it <laughs> <laughs> all right well you are going to be the fittest if i saw uh, that, it that will be your test <laughs> dodge an alpaca <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at some point on your 31st birthday i will unleash an alpaca yeah steve there's an alpaca in spec <laughs> Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. <laughs> you're, you're a tough mother or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, so they locked it in there and then they called the police. Uh, they originally thought it escaped from a circus. Don't know why they thought this. <laughs> what, alpaca? Circus. Classic circus animal. They arrive in town, balanced on a ball. <laughs> first things first, opticians. Why, those fire breathers aren't very accurate and I no. want to see them coming. Um, but it turns out just uh, just some guy owned it. So they phoned him up and he came by and picked it up. It's yours. Oh, your, yeah. your alpaca's in uh, Specsavers. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> All right. I'll come get it. He said he didn't want to be named. Don't tell people I've got an alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to keep us on the hush hush, all right? I mean, it, in France. I don't know what, what accent it would be. In. But apparently the alpaca walked past the shop. Um, the automatic doors opened. He kind of peered in, like uh, drawn in by the... What do they call it? The, yeah, by the deals on the, the marketing. Yeah. Oh, I think I'll check this out. Uh, he wasn't aggressive. He was just doing his thing. Alpaca thing. His thing. Yeah. Uh, they only arrived within half an hour. It's not bad. No. Yeah. So yeah, working opticians, you might have to serve the odd alpaca. All right. Um, this next article, uh, they changed it. Okay. Um, the original headline was, Iran is getting impatient with Israel. Right. They changed it to Iran threatens to eliminate Israel from the earth. <laughs> uh, impatient. <Yeah. laughs> they went from impatient <laughs> to 
eliminate them from the earth. <laughs> this is like, because I, you know, through the week I save articles. Yeah. And like, yeah, the preview, I was like, this is different to what the preview said. Wow, things escalated pretty quickly. Um, it apparently appears to mark an end to Israel's year-long policy of silence. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and that's um, the first thing they say. Is Well, the first thing they say, because it's Israel, I think. <laughs> it, they, they said, oh. Iran, uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, uh, whatever we say. Uh, Iran, <laughs> the first thing they say is, you know, Iran has threatened to eliminate us from the earth. <laughs> um, year-long policy of silence. One, one year will be quiet. That'll be enough. <laughs> uh, the incident angered the Kremlin <laughs> and complicated Israel's operations in Syria, particularly as Moscow delivered an advanced air defense system there in response. Delivery! <laughs> Is it Papa John's? No, it's an advanced air defense system from the Kremlin. It's the Kremlin. <laughs> yeah. Ding dong. Israel has sought to maintain its coordination with Russia as well as its free hand to strike in Syria. So what do you think about that? I I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to comment. No. I I don't know anything about what's going on over no, there. No. <laughs> like, in, in fairness, I, I, I spent a long time getting involved in fucking stupid political bollocks and it, it still drifts by and I still listen to some of it. But Israel is completely... I have no idea. The whole Israel-Palestine thing. <laughs> no idea. And I've never had any desire to learn well, because it seems sit like... Tight. Everybody wants you to pick a side, and I'm just like, I, I, I have too many sides. Yeah. I can't. I, I don't want to pick another one. I think I've only I'm done. I've only heard about it from Al Murray. Yeah, I think it's something like Israel and Palestine both both want the land that Jesus was around, right? And it's a conflict of where it is. So we because they're always fighting. Apparently, I think the UN or Britain came in and said, "Look, this is your border, and it's in dispute forever." So Syria. Which want that Israel, who wants to maintain its free hand to strike in Syria, I think they're invading something. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> next news, just as important. Uh. Poundland has been accused of creating unnecessary plastic waste by selling nothing. <laughs> <laughs> was this a Valentine's thing? Was it a love heart? I think maybe it was just it's a it's a yeah a container that's got nothing in it. Nothing. Yeah. And it was like the tagline is just what you asked for. Because people say, don't get me anything for yeah. your Valentine's Day. And it's a plastic heart-shaped container of yeah. nothing. Yeah, I think it was. I, I didn't take much notice, but yeah, I think it was thinking about it. Just with nothing in it. Yeah. And people are furious. <laughs> which I don't understand. Well, they'll buy it then. It's, it's just, people are saying it's bad packaging. It's like, yeah, but there's bad packaging on like an iPhone. Yeah. And on scissors. Like, yeah. why, why, well, scissors are cheaper than... A pound for whatever Valentine's Day maybe. Why aren't you angry with them? Well, they serve a purpose. Yeah, but they they if you're angry about the littering, then be angry about the all the litter instead of just the litter that's ironic. Yeah. Don't be ironically upset. <laughs> Don't be upset at irony. Um, yeah, called the gift of nothing. The product is on sale for a pound and it's accompanied by the taglines exactly what you asked for and less is more. While some have found the novelty gift funny, environmental groups have labelled it a symbol of everything that is wrong with our view of the world. Pretty intense. Right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I can understand the link that you've made between purchasing nothing but creating more waste. 
I mean, it's not even you're not even creating more waste by it's buying it. Anyway. It's already wasteful. Where's it going to go if you don't buy it? Yeah, so it's it's the fact that people have made it. It's like yeah. well, people have made it because people buy it. Yeah. So don't be angry at that. Be angry that people are buying stuff. You can buy Get it. Them to buy less. Cradle. I saw that. I want to show you something. I don't know if I can. Is it can something? you? It's a it's a Facebook video. Right. Um. Did I put it on here? Yeah, I did. Yeah, if you just unplug that and shove it in, it'll play. Oh, no, there's no audio to it at all. Oh, right. Um, but I kind of want to just get you well, to read out the titles. podcast material. Well, it's not very long. I mean, you know, you can always just read out. It's only like a 20-second thing. There you go. Okay. Hold it up to the mic. You now go. you can eat using your smartphone. <laughs> Introducing the Spoon Fork. The aim is to reduce the amount of disposable cutlery. So now you can help the planet while looking at your phone. <laughs> the cutlery stores into the bottom of a special phone cap. Can? Case. Case. Allowing you to enjoy your food and use your phone hassle-free. That's pretty much it. Right. So it's <laughs> it's a phone case with a like a, a fork and a spoon on the back of it yeah. that you pop out and shove <laughs> into just... the bottom of the phone case it's a phone and then case. use the phone as your handle of the fork yeah. to eat your food. Yeah. That is it's... the dumbest thing I've it's ever so seen in my stupid. life. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a case that you can poke a fork out of. Yeah. So that you can not use one other hand to eat with. Instead, use your whole phone. That's ridiculous. And eat while still seeing your screen. It's so stupid. Yeah. I uh, No, don't get me wrong. I'm all on board with your just use a fork yeah. instead of your phone. But it's the nonsense. Like They're saying you can save the environment by doing this. It's plastic. Yeah, but they're saying that they're going to reduce cutlery. Like, because one of the big things, another thing that I saw... In the same vein, it's just, I guess people are just making a quick buck off it, right? But it was a wine glass, but the stem of the wine glass and the base weren't there. The stem was curved into like a silly straw or crazy straw mm. um, that kind of came up. So it kind of looked like a big pipe right. that you would drink out from the, the you know, wine glass, but the the liquid would go down the stem, up the pipe and yeah. into your mouth so you drink it. Like, this is going to save the planet. You're like, what? Wow. It's like, yeah, but we don't use straws. You don't need straws for a wine glass. No. Just drink. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy more crap. Because guess what? That's going to come in some packaging. Guess yeah. what? That's, that's probably secondhand from Poundland. Nothing box. It's just <laughs> it's just creating more waste. Well, but- a glass is technically a box of nothing. Yeah, but you don't, you know, that uh, that's sand. So that's natural. A, a plastic glass? No, now you're just being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Never understood plastic glasses or plastic cups. It's picnics and shit, isn't it? So, bring a glass. <laughs> All right. I can't be broken. This is the problem. <laughs> I was thinking, I was rethinking re- over what I said, because last week's story time, uh, I was trying to figure out how best to phrase it. And the thing, it, I always try to figure out how to, how to phrase it properly. But when I was saying, um, you know, I'm I'm just greater than most men. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was trying to just trying to give examples of like you know oh you know I eat more baked beans on my beans on toast. 
No, it's just, uh, things are just more difficult for me. And I'm not even that exceptional. As in, like, I'm 6'4". I'm not seven foot tall. No. But there's cars I don't fit in. I have to duck into doorways. It just feels, you know, it's just weird. It's just, that, that's what I was trying to get at. But, uh, yeah, I've never had a problem using a fork or a glass. Yeah. And, yeah, there's, I mean, I've had plastic cutlery and plastic cups before. But never, like, so much that, you know, I've broken the world. No. <laughs> yeah, do you use cu- straws? Do you use cups? No. The plastic cups? No. No. So is this really a huge problem? Uh, or or let's figure out where who's actually using these things. Because you go like, oh, the only place I've seen plastic cups are at public events, like gigs and yeah. concerts and yeah. shows. Because they don't want people killing each other. Yeah. Because if we have glass, we'll, well kill people. It's a safety concern. That yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah, and then you just go, well, then you just figure out, well, we'll just use paper cups, because maybe, pa- I think paper's better than plastic. Yeah. So, we'll just use paper cup. Okay, and that's that solved. Not, well, everyone just have a knife in their phone. Yeah. yeah a knife and a fork, and then you can eat your spaghetti <laughs> and stab your sister. With your phone. Yeah, and then everything's fine. Yeah. Like, no, just use a you fucking could live fork. It. Well, just, what's the difference between a fork in your phone? I mean, the people eating are in their kitchen. Yeah. They're not like out and about at a festival. Yeah. It's like, no, just, yeah, you just take a fork and you wash that fork. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. Uh, so, yeah, people freak out about trying to save the planet and trying to fix things. And it's like, or want to complain about stuff. It's like, well, instead of doing this, I mean, who cares if someone, if someone is selling nothing and you don't want it, don't buy it. End of the day. Uh, anyway, in more uh, colourful news, a white woman who changed her race thinks she's going to have a black baby. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, yeah, this is a woman who, uh, a German model who darkened the colour of her skin to become a black woman, has appeared on television saying that she believes she and her white husband will have a black baby. No. Because she's black now. Right. And therefore, her genes will have changed. Right. As everyone's does, you know, yeah. as you get on. And uh, yeah, they'll give race to an, uh, give birth to another race of child. Right. Yeah. Martina Big <laughs> has been darkening her skin using melanin injections for two years. And after only two years, I thought this was like a 10 year thing. It's like, no, two years and I've changed the future. <laughs> I, think, I think you're fine. After her transition, uh, Martina says she now identifies as a black woman. Speaking to Holly Willoughby and John Barrowman. <laughs> Yeah. My name is John Barrowman. <laughs> He's the the, the camp guy that uh, he was in Torchwood. No. no idea. You'd know him if you saw him. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I so much that John American guy. Barrowman. Uh the skin's getting darker. Uh, she talked about her skin getting darker, growing hair is changing, getting curly, more dark. Um she said this, yes, the doctors say the baby's going going to be black. But we're not going to, you know, have plans. I'm discussing it regularly with my doctor. If my body's okay, if my baby's okay, if breastfeeding's okay, if baby's going to be black. And, uh, yeah, people have said, you know, it will be white because <laughs> you are genetically white. Yeah. And so is he. Yeah. And that's how it works. And uh, she said, no, it's a mix of Michael and me. I'm pretty sure it'll be black or milk chocolate or a little bit lighter, you know. Uh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yes, it does matter to you. You're yeah. trying to pretend that it doesn't, but yeah. it does because you, I'm an elephant now. So you really don't want to have a black baby for a white baby for whatever reason. I'm going to have a baby elephant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it seems I don't know. Again, uh, people are stupid. 
And I don't mean I, th- I think I think the word stupid's changed definition for me. It's not. I mean, what what what, what was stupid before was like people aggressively, intentionally doing the wrong thing yeah. because they're stupid. That's what I think stupid used to mean to me. But now it's just people just don't know. They're just aimlessly walking around. I mean, if you ever had an urge, you know, I think of whatever, like um, you see wet paint, oh, you touch it. Yeah. I've never had that urge, but I've had similar urges. And you go, I think people just, that's just how people are. Yeah. They walk into a room and they think that they've, you know, ejected all their memories so they can download all the danger. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is, you just have this weird thing and your brain just makes sense of something and goes, oh yeah, or they're, they're doing something and then... They start subconsciously thinking about something else and then they've just drifted off. It's just ignorance. What? I don't even know if that's... I think it's just humans beings now. I'm starting to think it's less... I think that's what stupid has changed my mind. Anyway, there's definitely people who are ignorant and don't want to better themselves. So, And all that means is that you're not going to keep an eye out for ways to improve. But I think most people are just like, no, no, I feel like doing this. And then that yeah. feeling can be overwhelming to some. Yeah. The same way that uh, if you're unprepared, I mean, the first t- what's what's a tragic thing that happens to p- most people regularly? Uh, say the loss the loss of a family member, like someone passes away. The first time that happens is going to be different to the twentieth time that happens. Yeah, if, 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 even if there's someone who's closer and closer and closer, you've become more ex- you've experienced more of that emotion, so you learn how your you learn more about yourself and how to deal with it. And you learn how to cope with it. And you know, well, it's just part of life and it's going to happen forever. So I need to keep on, you know, I need to move on with this. But there are certain people who will never learn from their experiences because either they're incapable, they don't want to, Mm. and they'll just get knocked flat on their ass whenever they do these, whenever something goes wrong. The amount of breakups that people have gone through, they go, oh my God. And they go go, go out drinking to forget about it and then go out and try and do something else for it. You go, Mm. haven't you learned by now? that it's like rejection everyone's going to be everyone has to deal with rejection in different ways yeah it sucks yes but you know you have to kind of figure i mean how long did you know the person yeah two weeks oh well chill out it's fine yeah everything's fine yeah oh my god i got stood up like okay fine yeah chill out like yeah yeah there's just people who learn from that learn from life experiences and there's people who get who don't want to learn about life experiences get knocked on their ass and just go along following their urges yeah. yeah, I d- I don't know. I th- I think I think it it goes back to that thing of like people put too much um to put too much weight in their ideas mm. so that they become their ideas. And then at that point you can't change them because you have to change yourself. You have to change everything about who you are instead of like well an idea is that and that goes away but I'm still me. Well yeah, like, I'd say I'd say it's different between um stupidity i think that's like naivety do you know what i mean like when it comes to like political ideas and ideologies and trying to do yeah. something and they're arguing it from an emotional place you're like you're just naive yeah in my opinion yeah but i mean like this woman's like convinced herself so much that's like she yeah. is black now yeah that it doesn't matter what you confront her with as far as facts go yeah. about what her child's gonna be it's like she, she's got so much investment in herself being black that she can't have a white baby because that would ruin herself. That would yeah. that would that would break her whole idea of herself. Yeah, but I think from our perspective, you go like, even if you had a white baby, then you go, who cares? Even yeah. if you identify as something else, and you want to have that, I've, my perspective at least is like, it doesn't none of this matters. So just if you want to be black, hey, be black. 
if you want your children to be black okay who cares mm. it's, it's just a color it's just a thing you're doing to your body it's not hurting anybody else do it if people are territorial about their culture maybe you'll encounter some problems but really it's just another another distraction to distract you from something else yeah ah, just forget about it who cares um See, I see it as like naivety and emotional, I guess. Like, it's obviously trying, she's trying to, she's trying to deal with something else that's manifesting itself like this. And you go like, well, just work through it. Go for it. I don't want to be compassionate, (laughs) but it just feels like, yeah, what I used to see it as people like aggressively stupid. I think now it's just innocently stupid. I think it's just like, oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But um, I start, let's, I've been, um looking around like dating again a little bit and uh it's, it's really strange the kind of ups and downs you get when when you start to learn about somebody new it's really strange because obviously you're looking for somebody to compliment you well so you find say you find somebody with everything in common with you except she doesn't f- laugh mm. you're like that doesn't work yeah <laughs> it's just so strange you're like yes yes you know does that mean she doesn't find things funny yeah this right. is a hypothetical i haven't okay. met anybody like but or just like similar... she can't laugh yeah. <laughs> yeah she's that thing from neo she was mate neo in the matrix when his mouth got sewn shut <laughs> and she just never left uh yeah but just like there's no sense of humor you'd be like despite despite 90 percent of interests being common yeah this key fart part doesn't work and then you kind of work out. So the only th- all I'm looking for, which I think is becoming more and more difficult to find, I guess, or just people. Just I'm just one. In, I'm 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 a bird with one feather, or so, whatever the phrase is. Um, all I want out of somebody is someone who wakes up in the morning and isn't incredibly upset. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that, that that's the core. That I've realised when it comes to dating, that's my number one priority. <laughs> Just I wake up and I'm I'm just not a negative person. Yeah, I'm not an I am an angry person, but I'm angry in the right ways, yeah. in the right directions, and I just don't have any time for like digging people out every day. You just like I that's always been my number one. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, but like just what my what because then what do you do? I mean, I'm single. Yeah, you know, so you have to. You know, you, love is more important with its ups and downs than no love at all. Yeah, but I, I just don't think I could like. Oh, I'll, I'll give her two hours. I'll go for a walk, and then I'll come back, and maybe she'll be happy. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that every day. Yeah, just like no, I'm not doing that. And then it's what? Then you got to work. I'll talk her through it. I've got to, uh, you got to support her. It's like yeah, I'll support you in something real, but I'm not supporting you through fucking. Oh, I didn't want to wake up. <laughs> deal with it <laughs> and again there's no one specific it's just the majority of people it's either they're not morning people or whatever yeah. I've never understood it I know loads of people who aren't morning people I've just never been one of those people yeah because, uh, because right when I was young I, I there's a few key role models I had when I was growing up as in key moments in my life I was like I'm going to be more like this guy the first time I remember it was be, wanting to be more like Neil from the young ones <laughs> that was my first person I remember consciously going I'm going to be a bit more like hey man no, everything's fine you know what I mean without the de- <laughs> oh right so happy Neil not yeah, depressed ha- ha- Neil yeah just happy hippie Neil like, oh yeah, 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 yeah just being happy and I remember that being actively wanting to learn to sleep in yeah it seemed to be like a Neil thing to do <laughs> so to do that 
And another point was Dr. Cox. I remember that being a big moment. I'm going to be more like Dr. Cox. Yeah. This is, this is like angry and animated. Yeah. And then just like, but, you know, an angel on the inside, but it's really, really <laughs> incredibly aggressive outside. And the other one was obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was just like, yeah, yeah. the guy's a fucking amazing man. I'll just be more like him. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't remember. I must have so much. What's the, what is it called when you go and you forget something? When someone walks over your grave, that's when you're sh- shivering your spine. Yeah. What is it when you forget it? When someone's kicked you in the head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, someone's dude. kicked my skull. <laughs> <laughs> someone's used my corpse as a bong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> memories has gone out of my head. Yeah, yeah no. different role models. Rolling back. Um, yeah, something. There was something in there anyway. Um, okay, uh, this is nearly it from me. Um, I'll play this. It's very quiet. It's intentionally quiet. It's been kind of... Afternoons when people don't pay the wages, mate. You just go sick on the job. Fucking scantily. Well, you got to figure it out. He's a sick man. He's a sick man, mate. Oh, my God. He's so a shit man. It's a lot of noise there. Yeah, yeah. Trolleys? Maybe. It's in the good, it's in similar veins. Good, good energy. You're not stopping, you're going to break your leg! Jesus Christ! I don't know. It's not much longer. Is anybody in office? Is anybody in office? No. Is anybody in love? In the offices. Oh. No, a man has smashed up a hotel with a digger because he wasn't paid. Uh, 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 he drove a, like a digger yeah. into a travel lodge. Okay. Because they just finished building it and the foreman refused to pay him. Uh, <laughs> All right then. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to pay me? Yeah, fine. Well, <laughs> take your word back. He's a wanker. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't take any of the notes, but yeah, it's just, yeah, he just wasn't paid. So he just started smashing the place up. Jesus. Foreman was apparently running around like a headless chicken. Like, oh my God, what's going on? Well, you didn't pay him, did you? Yeah. You know, and he's like proper driving through. Like, that's why like, I think at one point someone was like, if you don't like stop, you're going to break your leg. It's because he was like driving into like the hotel reception desk. <laughs> and it was just like coming through. He's like worried that debris was going to come through. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. Yeah, you don't want to pay me. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'll be right back. <laughs> now i i know he's probably been charged for something but like i'd say fair enough yeah again just calling people on their bullshit just yeah. like okay hey if you don't want to pay me all right i'll get my i'll get i think it was like 600 quid he was owed yeah and he was like uh well, well I, I know i know of a lovely roller coaster i'd like to go on and it's called all like the last three months of work <laughs> drive through <laughs> smash the place up uh, yeah, people looking on, you know, obviously like because it, it was completely finished. Yeah, and it was like settle up time. It's like, nope, I'm like, fine, just fuck you. Yeah, D- deal with it. Try selling this to Travel Lodge. Yeah, Comes yeah. Comes with a free digger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the digger room. It's fine. You take people's bags to their room with the scoop. <laughs> yeah, just dust and broken legs <laughs> and people and Liverpudlians screaming. Yeah. It's all good. But yeah, this week, I just love the headline. Uh, uh, all fun and games. All fun and games. Uh, really should have set this up. What is that? What's, what? 
like the Afro ball. I know it's on like an elasticated string. No, it's well, what is it? It's a collection of elasticated strings. It's something I got when I was like five. Me and my sister both got one. It's just a ball, but it's all made out of strings of elastic. Why? I don't know. Like to describe it, it's like not a Ouija board. That's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like a like a tennis ball that's got porcupine sticks coming out of it. But the porcupine sticks are like elastic and loose. Yeah, it looks like an afro if an afro went like all the way around. Yeah, and it's and rainbow, it's rainbow colored. colored. And why? Why what? Why have you got it? Well, I just kind of like it. What for? It's a bit of a... I don't know. It's tactile. I, I, it's, I, I like having something I can mess with in my hands when I'm editing and stuff. Right. And you use that? Yeah. Fine. I got a Newton's Cradle. Yeah. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. No, I was going to say... It went tap, tap, tap. And that was it? Yeah. They're meant to go for fucking ages. That's what they? I thought. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is great. Let's relieve some tension. Tap, tap, tap. Oh. That was good. <laughs> I d- <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure about those things that you just sit and watch. Like, that doesn't relieve mm. tension for me. I, I, it's, it's about having, having something like those stress balls that you get. Yeah, you I got like a Rubik's cube for the same for yeah, that reason. That makes sense. But I couldn't. It's one that's it's got into it a little bit. Like, eh, nah. Yeah. No, get, but there's some real thought to that. Off. Like, this is just fucking mindless. It's oh, like, I did, yeah, I did it as mindless just to switch things around. Just yeah. for like dexterity, just like, to one-handed move a Rubik's cube. You see those fun. weird cubes you could get. I don't know if they were they were called like fidget cubes or something, but they had all these just different dials and switches and shit. All yeah, over, and you just sat and played with them and clicked things and stuff. Yeah, it's weird that now we have things like that marketed to adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was apparently one of them was for mobile phone addiction. I think when that fa- that phase came around, yeah, was yeah. Instead of having your phone to play with, here's a toy phone <laughs> <laughs> that has the same thing. Apparently, it works. It, yeah, like, feels like texting or. You know, feels like you're pressing buttons. I suppose there is something, something. like quite tactile. Yeah, to about it, doing something with your phone, Just like mindless shit. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I think I've, someone I know's been doing this thing where they throw an item away, depending of the day of the month. So or the or the day of the cycle. So like, day one you throw away one thing. Day yeah. two you throw away two things. Day three, three, four, four, five, Jesus. five. And he goes up to like 30 and then restarts. So like eventually you just keep on and you get become in the habit of not having clutter. You're like, oh, okay. oh great. I get to throw the, I don't, I get to throw this away today. As in like yeah. you've got stuff and you go, oh, don't, oh, actually I need so to like, throw something away today. Yeah. And the, the need to throw something away becomes more important than you need to store shit. Yeah. And I'm, makes... I, I like collectibles, but there's a lot of stuff I've been like, I'll keep these. And I've been like, oh, why have I got this? Yeah. I've got tickets to festivals I went to. I'm like, everyone right. went through that thing of like saving all the saving. T- yeah, saving Wrist tickets was a big thing. Saving tickets to all your gigs and everything. Yeah, but people like I've got some from fucking years ago, and they just end up shoved down anywhere. Like yeah. you don't display them. I think it'd be wrong. I think like when you after after many more years, you'll look back and go like, oh yeah, that was quite cool. But you'll let that be like five seconds. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, and then on to the next thing. Yeah. And then it won't. That's all. That's the only purpose it's going to serve. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
but then I've never I've been nostalgic but I've been nostalgic for the memories that I'm forgetting you know what I mean like I, I don't like watch I don't like record stuff for my phone very you much you walk into, into too many rooms you need to just stay in your <laughs> yeah, house for a year yeah but I went into a, whole, a decade, I went into a house of mirrors fucking everything went <laughs> <laughs> what do I do yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't turned my house into a Japanese restaurant this Norwich man claims <laughs> There he is, going off again. <laughs> With a large illuminated sign at the front, a dedicated Facebook page, and a phone number, it has all the hallmarks of a restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the people eating in his living room. <laughs> but owner Orlando Williams today insists that his seven-bed house in Earlham Road, Norwich, is not operating as a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how easily he volunteered that information, because it sounds pretty immediate. <laughs> Hi, John. Has it? I'm not a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> All right. Okay. Get a table for two. What do you mean? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite clever because it, it goes seven bed house, and his name is Orlando, and his restaurant, which isn't a restaurant, <laughs> is Orlando's called house. Orlando's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so technically, the signs. Uh, not like. <laughs> yeah. Um. Unhappy neighbours claim that he's been running a restaurant inside the property since October last year without permission. It has led uh, to Norwich... <laughs> we didn't give him permission to turn his house into a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> it's led to Norwich City Council investigating the premises over a possible breach in planning regulations, but former restaurateur Mr. Williams denies the allegations against him. That is, despite the installation of a large illuminated sign outside his house which reads Orlando's. The word Sakura is also printed above the door, which is the same name as the previous Japanese restaurant on Burr Street. A so restaurant he, moved his, into his house. He, 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 all right, he had a Japanese restaurant on Burr Street <laughs> <laughs> called Sakura. Where's your restaurant gone? It's just gone. It's just gone. This way, please. Welcome to Orlando. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the Smiths? Yes, your table is absolutely ready. Come with me. <laughs> when asked about the signage, Mr. Williams said... Uh, all I do is I have my name on my house. There's no restaurant here. <laughs> In response to it being asked about whether his property had been used as a restaurant, he added, "What you what you're saying to me is wrong." Um, <laughs> the words that you're using, they're wrong. <laughs> all right then. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> yeah. Am I a Japanese restaurant? No. <laughs> uh, a Facebook page for the Sakura restaurant shows its location as the property on Earlham Road. Uh, <laughs> the advertised restaurant number is also from Mr. Williams's house. Uh, when the number was called, a person who answered confirmed the restaurant was the Earlham Road address. Neighbours living around the property claimed they were not informed about the plans to turn the house into a restaurant. <laughs> so you can call him. He's like, yeah, you could have a table at, at my house. Yeah, my Japanese restaurant house. You turn up. Oh, no, we're not a Japanese restaurant house. Yeah. We, we, we don't have the planning regulations <laughs> yeah. to be a restaurant. You can eat in my kitchen if you like. Here's a menu. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, all, the, all the staff are crammed into like, the bathroom. <laughs> waiting to come out to serve tables or whatever. Covered under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, an astronaut... An astronaut has sparked panic after accidentally dialing 911 from space. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> God, I knew most numbers are longer than three digits, but I, f I thought this was fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello? 
Hello? <laughs> Hello, fire department. Fire! <laughs> now we're in space. You're in space. <laughs> Panic! <laughs> we're coming! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way we can get to you in the required response time. <laughs> yeah, the International Space Station has burnt down today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gravity, the film, happened. The poor response times. <laughs> um... Dutch astronaut reveals how he sparked Dutch. <laughs> sparked a panic after accidentally dialing nine one one from space. Um, he ha- oh, did you know the Dutch were in space? Um, I didn't know this. I think he works for NASA, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but they can't bring Dutch in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Bring anyone in, can't they? Yeah, I guess so. No, there's the government shutdown. They shut down space. Oh yeah. yeah oh no my god. Why? That's why he called nine one one. Can't speak to everyone. I've been speaking for twenty seven days. However long it's been since the government turned off. Yeah. No one's responding. <laughs> I've run out of food. Uh, yeah. I tried calling Domino's. I said it was a one time thing, and then I'm doing it again. <laughs> yeah. um, he's been orbiting Earth in the International Space Station when he tried to make the call. The sixty-year-old International space-, space Station is a pretty stupid name. Do you not think? It's international, as in it's used by several countries. Yeah. Space isn't a country. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, if you, you you can't be like no, you can, if some if someone knocks on your door in space, <laughs> yeah, you should open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Passports, please. <laughs> no, you either you want to you want to find life out in space. If you found a Dutch man in space, it's still impressive. Don't hello. <laughs> <laughs> Just why has it got to be like? Oh well, this is international. Yes, of course it is. You're in. Sp- There's no nation in space. You cunt. I think it just means it, it can be used by anybody. That's true of everything. Oh wait, okay. So are you saying that space doesn't share? Like if no, there's I'm saying a, if, sometimes if there's American, American food parcels going through space. <laughs> And you know, there's one. There's not that many people in space, <laughs> is no. there? No, I don't think so. There's loads of satellites. Yeah, but I, right. There's, I, I would say there's probably less than a hundred people in space, but there's definitely less than a thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, but I'd probably say a hundred. I'd probably be like, oh, there's a hundred people in space. That feels like a lot. It does. Yeah. So I'd say there's probably less than a hundred people, and if you run out of air, I'm pretty sure you can. What? The, what are going to be the consequences? <laughs> You came on our international space station. <laughs> that means you, I'm in space, you cunt. Yeah, but you're going to come down. Yeah, but I'm not going to land on you. I'll just land somewhere and fucking I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, you can get away with a lot more in space than I think people believe. <laughs> well, yeah, you could kill everybody in space. And like, what could they do? Yeah. What, what you're not going to send me any food? Oh. <laughs> Actually, please, could you send me some food? <laughs> just feels weird as oh no this is the sharing space station (laughs) this is the hippie encampment space station (laughs) what they're called like plantation not plantations that's something different all aboard man (laughs) yeah exactly what the commune Commune. it's the commune station (laughs) (laughs) everyone just met out man went in there they had a campfire the whole place was on fire (laughs) (laughs) but yeah everyone i'm pretty sure everyone in space shares i'm confident in that the same way that um people play football in no man's land yeah everyone shares in space it's, it's no space man's way. land yeah <laughs> like yeah you shoot machine guns at each other over a trench but it's yeah, fucking Christmas Eve isn't it <laughs> or whenever it was I can't remember 
I think yeah. it was Christmas Eve. Or Boxing Day. It was... I don't know Silent Night was. was being sung. It's not a Christmassy song, but it kind of is. I think it was Christmas. Maybe it was Christmas. I think it might have been Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Christmas get out, Day. play football, and the next day you all kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't do that in space. So yeah, fuck the International Space Station. All right. Um, the 60-year-old spaceman explained how he'd press nine to make an outside call. Uh, <laughs> like a fucking hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an outside call. You're in space. <laughs> Everything is outside. Yeah, there's no like, there's no land. You're not dangling a cord <laughs> down to the Atlantic. It's, it's wireless. Um, outside <laughs> fucking line. He then tried to phone internationally by pressing zero one one, but mistakenly left out the zero. Oblivious to the chaos he caused, the Dutchman said he only realised his error when he received an email the following day. He told the Dutch uh, public broadcaster, I made a mistake. The next day I received an email, the message uh, that read, did you did you call 911? <laughs> <laughs> right, well, hang on. Right, so he pressed 9 for an outside line. Yeah. And then he did 11, which did, let's assume that's the Netherlands. He tried 011, which, yeah, was, which is probably missed, the Netherlands, yeah, something like that. Zero. Yeah, so that means that that phone is hardwired to America. Yeah, I guess makes sense because you probably assume the International Space Commune is probably controlled by NASA. Yeah, which yeah. is probably their American branch yeah. or whatever. So, feels weird that you'd be hardlined into yeah the American. Feels phone weird that system. you'd be hardlined into anything. Yeah, yeah. It feels like if anything, you use like radios. Yeah, you can't. I don't. Yeah. really... but you can make. Phone calls to your family. Skype from space calls now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Who's that British guy? He was always making video calls from space. Yeah, wasn't he? yeah. It's about how to With wash your hair in space. He was, he was singing David Bowie songs. And stuff. Yeah, when he died, it was a bit late, but did he so, die? David. Oh, Bowie. when David yeah. Bowie died a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the the astronaut. No, no. I was like, oh, oh, only David Bowie died. Oh, that's did, fine. You the, did you see that thing where they sent they sent one man into space and they kept his identical twin brother on Earth. Right. And they studied them to see the differences <laughs> of being in space. So, like, right. well, it's, it's kind of weird, but yeah. Well, so when the guy came back down from space, little things like he was shorter, his eyes had changed, skin had changed, all these weird little things because it was important. And I guess I could see yeah. the medical testing for what the effects of a body are in space yeah, and all that kind of stuff. But it sounds weird to be like, you stay here, you go space. <laughs> <laughs> How's your brother? He's fine. Yeah. How are you? I'm in space and no one's sharing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sharing station. Uh, cheese toasties have been banned from a Bristol park for fear of gangs. <laughs> gangs of cheese toasties <laughs> roaming the creeps. <laughs> e damn, e damn. Mozzarella, mozzarella. <laughs> Emmental was here. Um... <laughs> Cheese toasties have been banned from sale uh, in a Bristol park amid fears a proposed hot food food van could attract booze-fueled antisocial behaviour and motorbike gangs. <laughs> There's a cheese toasty over here. <laughs> gang, 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 gang. <laughs> Uh, councillors have agreed to grant a provisional licence for cold food such as ice cream, tea and coffee in Monks Park, Briddleston Road uh, but the vendor would be barred from selling hot snacks following dozens of objections from local residents. Dozens? Dozens. 
don't put your cheese toasties near my Japanese restaurant house. (laughs) (laughs) Dozens of objections. (laughs) Who cares? Householders feared the proposed hot food van could become a magnet for antisocial behaviour, which has uh, since been eliminated. I think they've had it before. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, they've just um, they've increased veganism. So they think if they introduce cheese sandwiches, <gasps> people are going to be tempted by the dairy again. Yeah, I just I'm not sure what kind of food would encourage gang violence. Well, it's it's hanging out, isn't it? Cheese toasties. Yeah, yeah but- it's kebab shops. Like fights do occur outside kebab shops. Yeah, but that's because they're open at two o'clock in the morning when everyone's drunk. Yeah, but you know, these kids could go to school. They've got to do a paper round. Yeah, their 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 body clock is different. Yeah, three in the afternoon. The time about for cheese school. toasting and stabbing. Horfield <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ward Councillor Claire Hescott told members the mobile outlet could lure secondary school pupils into absconding. She said, it's... <laughs> "Don't be lured into an abscond. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> if, if anything, we've got abscons and cream. <laughs> no, it's not hot. It's not a hot snack. It's no, fun. no." <laughs> Um, it's right next to the Orchard School, which is a challenge in school that sometimes has a problem with keeping kids in school. The law of a food, <laughs> the law of a food concession may encourage kids to take a little walk. <laughs> Lure them away like a Japanese sister. Come out, come out to the sandwich. Boy. I've got a toasty. <laughs> oh, toasty, 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 toasty. <laughs> Did you ever get a toasty machine when you were a teen? To- oh, like a, like a, like a toast sandwich, sandwich thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, got, I remember that being quite liberating. Yeah, I quite like And then that. I think I made like three and I was like, all right. Yeah. It's fine. But it was it like, was, I'm, was... I am master chef. Yeah. It was cleaning them. <laughs> it's just like, I yeah, can't. fuck that. Can't do this. Adds to the flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. What, what have you put in yours? Cheese and beans. <laughs> Cheese and gangs. <laughs> <laughs> Put scones and ice cream in mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mine's just full of abscon. Mum said I couldn't have cheese. <laughs> yeah. Might join a gang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't believe a Dutchman is in space. Do you not? Well, I read an article. I can prove it. <laughs> I can't. He can. He can phone us right now. Yeah. He won't get it right, but no. I guess it kind of makes sense. Oh, no, red not. He's like, hello, is that the police? <laughs> no. <Yeah>. no. <laughs> You're live. No, there, there was a, a red article recently about um, someone in the Netherlands, a Dutch man in the Netherlands, discovered an unexploded World War II hand grenade. I don't know. It's in the road or on the floor somewhere. Right. So he lied on top of it and called the police. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's Dutch. <laughs> Right, and he, I don't want anyone to get hurt, <laughs> yeah, except yeah. me. Yeah, it was you know because uh, people dive on a grenade to save other people. There's no one there. Yeah, though. exactly. It's just no, just everyone stand back. <laughs> Why not do that? No, I'll lie down on it. And then the police told him to like you know stay there, um, help will arrive. I don't know whether they expected him to stay lie down on an unexploded device in the road. Yeah, in the road or in, so somewhere, just lie down. Yeah, there's a there's a man in the road. <laughs> yeah. An explosive man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always find the Dutch is kind of funny. I've got some Dutch friends, so I just like it's, it's just always find it funny. Yeah, they say things that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, it's just the Netherlands way, I guess. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, if ever you want to go to space, it helps if you're Dutch and you can you remember what nine one one is. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that countries have phone have area codes. I think America's zero one. 
We're 44. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they went counterclockwise or something. Yeah. Oh, have you seen this sh- stupid game show? It's everywhere, each to their own. But I think it's called, like, Making Connections. No. Or something. Um, it it's got like Victoria... I forget her surname. She's like a big poker player, I think. Oh, I don't know. And I think she's married to David Mitchell. Okay. Victoria something Mitchell. But yeah, she's quite quite good. Uh, but yeah, the show is like university challenge mixed with trivial pursuit mixed with go fuck yourself. Right. So it's like it's, it's questions that are you know it's just not for me. Yeah. But it's it's, the, it's all the conferring that happens. I just find it like really like oh shut up. You know, it's, it's a, they'll be given four things and they have to discover what they have to make the connection between all the things, recognize the pattern. So there'll be like songs being played. It's like, well, actually, that was Beethoven's eighth, followed by Beethoven's seventh, sixth, and then you had to name the fifth. Right. You're like, oh, okay. Fair okay. enough. Here's 20 words. Find five connections between four different rows. What? Well, most of them begin with, uh, can be prefaced with big to mean uh to give the name of a different type of continent yeah what What's the, <laughs> you've got two breeds of game show you've got the yeah. one that um that's meant to impress you because everybody's so smart yeah and you feel cleverer when you can answer one question like mastermind or something yeah and then you've got the one that anybody could do yeah what's this one um yeah, there's loads of them. Just like what's it? there's another one on Netflix called like Win Tasia, Win Addiction, Wintastic, something like that. Hosted yeah. by um, the Turk from Scrubs, oh, Donald right. Faison. Yeah, and like yeah, they're like it's just put these in order, and it's like you know uh, these amount of Americans complain about the post office each year, and all these different st- uh, s- statements that are associated with a number and you have to try and guess which is higher and lower. Right. And you're kind of like, eh, just one of them. Yeah. Probably right, probably not right. Who cares? Just go on it for a bit if I'm winning. But this one was like, yeah, and the reason I remember that is because one of them was in in, in um, ranking order of area, co- area code numbers. So it was like, well, one of them was a Dutch thing, one of them was a French thing, one of them was a Portuguese thing and something else. And they'd be like, well, there was a seven-digit gap between the area code numbers for the countries so the next one was going to be seven less than the third example and you're like all it is is just trivia that people have kept in their mind it's like I can't let this trivia out don't walk into any fucking rooms I'm staying in here until I get a Japanese sister you know it's just that's just, all they are it's like keep it all in if it, if it if it falls out I won't be as good a person anymore you know <laughs> Not being judgmental, it's just what it feels like. Yeah. Is it, what what's the intelligence in knowing all area codes mm. or all the like? American American states have all got marketing taglines. Yeah. The Sooner State, you know, like yeah. the, the what yeah. the Sunshine State and all that. Orange kind of Country. Stuff. What's the point of knowing all of them? Does that make you a more intelligent person? Yeah. No, it just means that you just just keep it in. If don't let the crazy out. There's some stuff I used to know all the all the state Parts capitals. Of the um, but not through effort, but just because I watched a lot of wrestling when I was a kid and now, mm. and they mostly tour around state capitals. Yeah. But did you memorize the state capitals or you just kind of... No, not didn't know, make an effort. Knew them. I just yeah. saw so many shows that it was like, oh, they're in, they're, yeah. they're in Florida. Last time so they were be here, they Lauderdale. did blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where's Green Bay? 
Wisconsin. Where's Wisconsin? It's like Middle America, isn't it? I don't know. Well, I'm at Nick Snip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at Sing It Steve. We're at Pulling Teeth Pod. Yes. Yeah. And we are wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com. For yeah. the emails. Yeah. So, yeah, send us an email and, and don't just don't walk into too many rooms. No. Because you'll, you'll forget you'll, the address. Yeah. And you'll just forget what you're talking about half the time. And it's. <laughs>